Hello, listener, and welcome to Presidents and Assholes. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Lauren. How are you on this fine Sunday afternoon? I am wonderful, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. Well, talk about your teasers. Yeah, if you just tuned in, listener, don't go away. Don't go away, (laughs) Melissa's going to... Tease out the rest of her wonderful afternoon. Whoa. Um, welcome to you, listener, and welcome to any first-time listeners we may have. This is our podcast, Presidents and Assholes, in which we talk about a different United States president each and every week. Um, Melissa and I have started this podcast so that we could educate ourselves on our fine United States history. Um, We are a part of a trivia team where we contribute next to nothing each and every week, and there is always at least one question about presidents. So Melissa and I thought that we could start to become an asset to our trivia team by simply educating ourselves. Um, Certain members of said trivia team have written in and felt that we are not contributing, Um, but we feel like we are. And And we're not bitter. We're not bitter and baby steps, you know? Yeah. Um, So this particular week, we are talking about our 32nd president of the United States, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Which is, fun fact, I always thought it was Delanor for some reason. And so my searches online to find stuff for this research... I was like, why do they keep getting rid of this R? I know it's Delanor. So this really corroborates how badly we need to be educated. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa's at the age of 24 and still thought his name was Delanor. Franklin Delanor Roosevelt. That sounds... Eleanor and Franklin Delanor. (laughs) You thought that those were people who were married to each other. It's not wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, listener, presidents and assholes, you may have heard this name before because it's also a common drinking game so to pay homage to that we usually have a drink that corresponds with the president whom we are speaking about of whom (laughs) I know I didn't use the proper use of whom I'm trying to sound fancier than I am so I use words that I don't know this is a well researched and well thought out I believe it's pronounced researched (laughs) Sorry, um, that's my Nebraskan roots. <laughs> it's well-researched. So, piggybacking off of what Lauren just said, along with um, talking about the president, we also drink to them, drink for us, there are drinks involved. And today's drink is called a Bermuda Swizzle, right? Correct? Swizzle, yeah, not Swizzle. Sizzle, not sizzle, swizzle. Swizzle, not Delanor, Delano. Delano. So you've already learned two things, or maybe I'm the only one that has learned two things. (laughs) So uh, the reason why we're drinking this, so when he was president, FDR, which I'm going to call him now because I probably will say Delanor again, and (laughs) it'll be embarrassing. You know what, listener, if you're listening, how about we play a separate drinking game where we drink every time Melissa says Delanor. All right. It's the word of the day. Dang it. Well, now I just want to do it so I can... Have yeah. you all enjoy yourselves. Because <laughs> <laughs> you certainly won't otherwise. Yeah, this is a terrible time. All right, so as he was actually a president who signed the Colin Harrison Act, which we all know what that is, so I won't explain it at all. But for Lauren... Um, yeah. No, no, I know. I know. Obviously. Oh, I know. I know so what it is. Should we even explain it? 
I mean, why don't you, I'll let you explain it. You brought a, yeah, I'll okay. let you, but like, I know. Listener, I know this is a huge waste of your time because you know what the Cullen Harrison Act is yeah. as well, but you know, just doing our due diligence for this podcast, it actually brought about the repeal of Prohibition. Remember that? Yeah, Prohibition was terrible and it needed to be repealed. Except it has launched so many cool hipster indie bars here. That's in Minneapolis, true. so I'm like, good for it, because now I can go to, like, secret doorways and knock and drink weird drinks. Yeah, here's a fun fact, listener. Um, One time, Melissa's like, let's go to one of these speakeasy bars I've been before. It's so cool. Like, it's really funny. Like, go and, like, knock on the door. It's all just like me. Yeah, that, that's what you sound like. And so, Melissa and I... and. Was Evan there? There was another person there. It was Scott. Oh, it was Scott. My brother-in-law, Scott. Scott. Has a great podcast. Yeah. Wolvescast. Wolvescast. Um, Scott and his brother have an excellent podcast. You should all listen. He also hosts our trivia. He does. He's also just a good guy. Yeah. He's... <laughs> Hello, Scott. <laughs> Shout out like to Scott. Scott. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. I don't know your <laughs> handle. Yeah, we need Nike but you can follow Wolvescast on Twitter, which you should, at Wolvescast. Um... So we go to this speakeasy and Melissa's knocking on this door and she's like, oh, guys, like, I totally got this. And this, like, bus boy opens the door and says, you know, can I help you? And she's like, we're here for the speakeasy. And he's like, yeah, it's next door. She's <laughs> <laughs> in the back of a different restaurant. Here, listener, what I've learned in life is you've got to knock a lot of doors. And then eventually a door will open. I mean, they all opened. <laughs> it's just not what you eventually wanted. Eventually a door will let you in, and it will do what you want. But you just got to get out there, and you just got to start knocking doors. That's true. Which, um, anyway. Anyway. The repeal so, of Prohibition. So, Colin Harris next, repeal of Prohibition. So, it was no surprise that FDR actually really enjoyed a good drink and was kind of famous for really liking cocktails. And of these different cocktails... They connected him to, like, gin-based martinis, um, the, or those Manhattans, but also I saw this Bermuda rum swizzle, swizzles, swizzles, S-W-I-Z-Z-L-E-S. Swizzles. 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 Swizzle. It's French. Sorry. Swizzle. Okay, so within this drink, we are drinking... Or I guess Lauren, you mix this, so I won't yeah. do the I won't do the parts right, but we have you take over. Okay. Well, um, this is rum. It suggested two different types of rum, but we were like, that seems excessive, so we just used spiced rum, regular spiced rum, pineapple juice, grenadine, orange juice, and six shakes of bitters. Um, it's quite nice. And you know, Melissa here mentioned this drink is in honor of the repeal of Prohibition, which we're celebrating here in the state of Minnesota. 2017. 2017. Um, previously, there was Prohibition on Sundays in Minnesota for God knows what reason, and it was repealed recently, so we went, we bought this rum today on a Sunday, which is so exciting. And in, gave them their money, maintained eye contact, yeah. showed both of our IDs. No one kicked us out. It was great. So, cheers to the think, repeal of prohibition. I think cheers to just being able to drink whenever you want to, but not while driving. Yes. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> <In that> PSA. <laughs> mm hmm. Oh, not with it while you're on heavy medication and antibiotics. We're going to have to put a lot of legal in here. <laughs> yeah. One of those, like, you know. It's, like, really, really fast. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll do that in post. <laughs> um, so FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, our 32nd president, he served from March of 1993 to April of 1945. Does that seem odd to you, Melissa, that presidential term? It seems like quite some time. It is quite some time. It's 12 years he was president for. Did you know this? What? He was the president for 12 years. He is the longest running president and always will be because when Washington stepped down after eight years, he set this president that was like, hey, we don't have a kingship here. This isn't a monarchy. Like, you don't rule your entire life. And so it set this president, it was like an unwritten rule that you would only serve two terms, eight years. But there were many presidents who wanted to just buck this rule and be like, no, I want to be president for longer. And nobody succeeded until FDR. And he served 12 years, and it was in 1950 that they then ratified the 22nd Amendment to say you can only serve two terms. Do you think it had to do with, like, popularity and being well-liked? Where they're like, for FDR, like, yeah, okay, like, totally, be as long as you want. Well, you know he won every election in a landslide. He was so awesome. He won 98% of the electorate. He lost two states in one of his terms. What states? Virginia and Maryland. Dang. That's impressive. I know. Like, nowadays, presidents can't even win, like, the states they're from. (laughs) It's like, my family lives there. Why didn't you vote for me? Speaking of family, voting for you. This is a seamless segue. I'm really excited about this. Planted the seed. FDR's mom is the only mother, or was the first mother. She's the only mother Not the only mother. The first mother to vote for her son in an election. Do you know why this is? So I don't. (laughs) Suffrage, which sounds like a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Yes. Women being able to vote. Um, That, the 19th Amendment was ratified that women could vote in 1920. But you see where 1933 is when he was first elected, yet somehow his mother is the first one to vote for him. Take a couple of guesses as to why. Orphans. Why do you think it took 12 years? Orphans. The presidents were all orphans. Well, you essentially got it. She was the only mother who was still <laughs> living. I thought you'd guess like some crazy, like, was there a law that you can't vote for your kin or something? But um, I'm sorry that I no. used logic. Well, yeah, no. you did. You logiced that one. Um... <laughs> But so yeah, no, she's the only mom who was still alive when her son ran for president. Um, I'm going to tell a quick anecdote from my life, because that's what the people tune in for. Oh, great. Just with women's suffrage, I remember... <laughs> <laughs> you were born in, like, 1994. How Let's, could you possibly... Now, tune in. Hold up. So, I remember I was on, like, a church mission trip, and there were these guys running around asking girls if they were for or against women's suffrage, because they, like, knew what the term meant, but they assumed these high school girls did it. And a lot of girls were like, oh, no, like, suffrage is terrible, like, pain and hardship. No, I'm against it. And then they'd, like, go off in the corner and laugh. Okay, this is so weird, because the exact same thing happened to me on a church mission trip. I'm not kidding you. What state were you in? Louisiana. We oh. were building houses after Hurricane Katrina I was in 2006. I was just painting houses that had not been struck, but just needed to be painted. <laughs> okay, weird mission trip. <laughs> Why do you have to go to Ohio to do that? Aren't there houses in Nebraska? There's houses in every state. Um, No, there's a great quote from this guy. He was, um, we did it the reverse. It was a bunch of girls saying it to guys. But we went up to this kid. We called him Big Mike, even though he was a normal-sized human. But we were like, Big Mike, are you for or against women's suffrage? And he says, 
what are they suffraging from? Oh, speaking That's of Big Mike and oh, okay. nicknames, yes. do you know what FDR's nickname was? No. It's pretty badass. FDR? <laughs> It was FDR. Technically, that's a nickname. His nickname was Delanor. All right, listener, drink. <laughs> it was The Speaks. Why? So, he was called it by reporters and cartoonists because he was very secret when it was regarding whether or not he would run for a third term in the 1940s. You know what The Sphinx is? It's a cat, right? Like an Egyptian cat. It was like this Egyptian cat that did like riddles and things. For some guy when he was trying to get through something. Like like the trolls on the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Oh, exactly. He was, yeah, you got it. So, so a, a riddle cat. <laughs> at, um, at, like, the White House Correspondence Dinner that happened in 1939, the he was actually given an eight-foot-tall sphinx, sphinx statue that was, like, in the face of the sphinx was of his face. What the? Like That's the, so like, creepy. By the press, and it's kind of them being like, you're so secretive, every time we ask you questions, here's a big old statue for you to show you that we think you're secret. Okay, that sounds really expensive, really creepy, like, what are you supposed to do with that? The fact that all these media outlets combined their resources so that they could give him this weird present. I know, it's like, could you guys oh just, like, tune in and give him, like, a gift card to the Olive Garden, like, something he can use with the family? But they're Do you they're see? making fun that wouldn't that wouldn't get the message across. This really. is unfortunate for you, listener, because this is going to be visual. But I really just want to show. Warren. No, don't show me. You have to describe it to me. I I am can the I listener. Can describe it and then show it to you, and you can let listener know how well I described it. Okay, maybe first describe. Okay, it's like a a pillar of bricks up to I would say about. All right, gosh, I have to describe. Come on, you can do it. The That's height, about four. Feet. The height of Lauren. Okay, all right. I'm five foot four. Now picture, like, the weird triangular hair of, um, what's his name, Benjamin Franklin? And then, like, maybe picture Benjamin Franklin, but a little fatter. On the bricks? This is a face coming out of the bricks. Okay, all right. And then he has a huge chin, and then he has this, it's supposed to be a cigar coming out of his mouth, but it kind of looks like he has a pen sticking out of his mouth. He, I can't tell if he has eyeballs, and uh, he's bald. And what about it? That is was what the Sphinx <laughs> statue that they got him looks like. Oh my god, that is creepy. I don't, I don't like it when you um, show me these things because I feel bad. This isn't a good bit for radio. I know. <laughs> they can't see. But I'll describe it in a different way, listener. I think it looks like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> yes. But it's made of brick instead. So his, it's not that his face is coming out of the bricks. It's that his face is kind of on top of the bricks. And in a triangle, like the um, like that famous Egyptian sculpture, the Sphinx. It's eight feet tall. Yeah, that's like double my height. Just like what a weird present to get. Yeah, it just seems like a waste of time and resources. <laughs> I don't like and it. I don't know if the sculptor was that good just looking at no, it. No, it looks like Benjamin Franklin. It that's does not resemble like FDR. Yeah. yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. So dumb. Um, did you know that, so, listener, obviously, everyone here knows that Franklin Delano, <laughs> Franklin or Delano, Roosevelt, Delano, why, now you have me doing it, That's oh my what God. I'm saying, it's contagious. 
Franklin Delano Roosevelt is obviously um, cousins, distant cousins with Teddy Roosevelt. Melissa's wearing an awesome Teddy Roosevelt t-shirt. Uh, we should take a picture of that and put it on Facebook. I'll wear it when we actually do Teddy Roosevelt, but I thought that was I could wear it now as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, did you know that he was related to 10 other presidents as well? Yes. You did. Uh, listener, did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, do you have this in your notes? I do. Okay. Because I was going to quiz you, but now I'm not going to. Oh, wait, I'm, now I'll, I'm just going to tell the listener. I just looked at all of them, so now you can quiz me. I'll come across really smart, so let's go. No, that's a bad <laughs> bit. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Before we dive into all of this, the, the relatives thing is pretty heavy throughout the Roosevelt family. His parents were sixth cousins. A lot of people know that he married his fifth cousin once removed. Um, so there's a lot of um, keeping the name in the family which is actually what Teddy said to him on his wedding day. So Teddy gave away Eleanor in lieu of her father. And he said, well, Franklin, nothing like keeping the name in the family. Which I think is so weird. That's such a Teddy thing. What a vintage Teddy thing to say. All right, so he's, he's related to 11 presidents total. Five by blood, six by marriage. There's obviously Teddy. Then there's John Adams and... Obviously, if you're related to John Adams, you're also related to the second Adams. John Quincy Adams, that's right. Um, Ulysses S. Grant, William Henry Harrison, and again, if you're related to William Henry Harrison, you're related to Benjamin Harrison. Benjamin Harrison. Crushed it. James Madison, and if you're related to James Madison, you're also related to Dolly Madison. No. That is yes. my final answer. <laughs> Okay, it's not a wrong answer, but I was going for Zachary Taylor. Zachary Taylor and James Madison were cousins. Um, William Taft. And then everyone's favorite, and I feel like everyone's related to this guy, George Washington. I mean, you like, yeah. like... He's like, the, like in Adam and Eve, we all come from, like, Adam and Eve. We all come from George Washington. So many people claim to be related to Washington, so... I have one additional person that might possibly be related to him. Okay, let's hear it. Um, a certain person called uh, Winston Churchill. Okay. I don't know how, it just says here that he was also related to him, which is great because they worked together a lot during World War II. Cool. So they're just like a working family, yeah. kind of like a... Like a sitcom -y vibe. <laughs> Working with your family members. Hanging out. Sounds like a lot of hilarity probably ensued. Ensued, for I sure. I do have a funny story about um, one of his relatives. Yeah, tell me. So when he was a boy, um, Theodore Roosevelt actually advised him to never grow up to be president. <laughs> Okay, go on. This basically, I guess, it was kind of like he had been president. But, was, like, why? What did he like about it? It doesn't It doesn't go into detail. It's just something where he was just like, oh, boy, like, don't ever grow up to be president. Like, it's so much work. Uh, all right. That wasn't that compelling of a story. I still think that's interesting. It is interesting. I wish you'd have gone. I want to know more. Okay. I'll do some. I want to know why. What didn't Theodore like about the presidency? You know? Wait, we could use that as a teaser for the Teddy Roosevelt Tune in. podcast if we ever do that episode, one. I don't Ooh. know, of course. Tune every freaking has friends, time. everyone. <laughs> Just every assume time. if you hear a phone call, it's not Melissa's. <laughs> God. Um, something 
I thought was interesting, maybe, about FDR. He's a stamp collector. Do you know this? Interesting. So he, because he loved stamps, he had been stamp collecting since he was a boy. And then when he became president, he demanded that the State Department send over all their envelopes so that he could look at the stamps. Give me stamps. He approved over 200 new stamps during his presidency. Was just like so into stamps. He had over a million stamps when he died. Stamps. And he said that he owed his life to hobbies, especially stamp collecting. Because when he got polio at the age of 39, he would be like bedridden and just stamp collecting and it just gave him the will to live. Okay, this might be uninformed. But Good. the idea of stamps is a hobby. What's the hobby? It's you get them and you mm-hmm. look at them. Yeah, I think some people put them in books. But that this is that the entire, like, it's like scrapbooking but not as much and you're just putting stamps in a book and that is the yeah. extent of what you're doing. Did you ever have one of those coin maps when you were a kid? I did, except my grandma gave yeah. it to me completed. What? As a Christmas present. <laughs> but the whole, the whole point is, is to, to do, do it. it. She did it for herself, and then her gift to me was just... Wait, how old were you? I was like maybe 15, 16. Because it couldn't have been completed because my coin map, like the states... Hawaii didn't come out until 2008, okay, so I remember I, think, I was, like, I graduating. probably older, but once again, it was a strange <laughs> gift. It's a strange gift, A, for somebody of that age. Like, the fact that you were I was, in, I know probably in high, high school. school. Yeah. Like, that's weird. <laughs> it came in handy in college, though. I'd, put, I'd poke out each quarter so I could pay for laundry. Oh, God, that is not what those are collectibles. <laughs> but, um... I feel like it's kind of like that. Like, I had those as a kid. I looked forward to court. You know, you, like, go to the bank and you, like, sift yeah. through your piggy but bank. Can, I guess, okay, he wasn't, like, bedridden. I guess he couldn't make a trip to the post office. I mean, and I think, like, just the joy of stamp collecting is just, like, when it, where's the... I know there's a new one out or there's a really old one I'm trying to find. Okay. I think it's similar to that. I mean, I do when I go to the post office and there's, like, either the American flag stamps, which everyone sees, if they have any, like, cool... Featured stamps. Yeah. I always go for that one because I'm like, maybe this will make someone's day. <laughs> a fun. Who doesn't love a fun stamp? Especially if you're Franklin and your whole life is just you're living and dying by your next stamp. <laughs> oh dear. That's like almost a direct quote from him. That's very fair. Really sad, but also great. Yeah. Um, I haven't been doing well with the stories about FDR to date, um, so far in this podcast. Okay. But I have one. I'm going to call it The Time Young Fidel Castro Asked FDR for $10. This sounds so good. Okay, I'm excited. Well, no, it's, I hope it doesn't let anybody down. I hope, well, as long as the story's not one time, okay. Young Fidel Castro asked him for $10. No, we'll do more. Okay, ready? I'm going for the Let's flavor the plastic goldfish. goldfish. Okay. The year. 1940. So... Franklin Delano, Delano <laughs> drink was <laughs> FDR is residing in the White House. A then 14-year-old Fidel Castro is studying at a boarding school in Santinegro, Cuba. So Fidel reads about Roosevelt's re-election and decides to, I don't know why, I don't know what possessed him, but he sends a letter to one of the most powerful people in the United States, and um, in the letter, he says he's 12, 
instead of 14. So I think he was just trying to play that, like, I'm so young and, like... Innocent, innocent. and charming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at the time, and I don't know how they know this, Fidel's allowance was only 80 cents a month. So he was looking to increase his income. Okay, though. Question. Go for it. What is the exchange rate in American dollars, and how much at the time is that now? How about, while I read you the letter that he sent... I look that up? You look that up. So we can kill two birds with the time we have. All right. So here's how the letter was written. (laughs) That's not the expression. Oh, well. (laughs) Go on. Every time Melissa butchers any sort of statement. So, my good friend Roosevelt. So, if you like, give me a $10 bill, green American, in the letter, because never have not seen a $10 bill, green American, and I would like to have one of them. So, he, his plea is that it's like a child who's never seen snow. <laughs> never seen one. Show me the show me the money. <laughs> Which was said yeah. by Cuba Gooding Jr. Fidel Castro was in Cuba. Something this idea has legs. Alright, and ready. <laughs> so he has like a little like PS statement too. He says, If you want iron to make your ships, I will show you to the biggest minas of iron of the land. They're in Mayari Oriente, Cuba. What? What's that last word? He just says, like, if you want irons for your ships, I know where you can find them, and this is where they're located. Oh, my God. He's 14. Wow. That's really, like, manipulative. Here's the thing, though. It's kind of a letdown. Roosevelt actually had staff assigned to answer low-priority correspondence such as these, so he did receive a response, and it just kind of briefly thanked him for, like, letter of support and congratulations um however it is not proven that it was actually signed or like seen by fdr also one thing do you think there was ten dollars in it or not i think there was there was not <gasps> burn yikes and the exchange rate's one to one okay so 80 cents 80 cents though so i would you like to think Fidel Castro had seen plenty of those green American bills since that letter. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Maybe FDR was t- teaching him a good lesson. you got to work for it. You can't charm your way through everything, Fidel. Exactly. Um, but there you go. That, that is my story. That's neat. I like that. I like the connection to Jerry Maguire. I like... <laughs> remember the show me the money thing? You're oh, looking at me oh, like, yeah, you don't so remember this. Good, yeah. In Cuba, said by Cuba. I, I like it. That's probably why they cast Cuba Gooding Jr. in Jerry Maguire. Like, why else? He was nobody at the time. Yeah, and then he made snow dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he just hasn't had a good career coming out of that. Radio? <laughs> wasn't he in that? Yeah. Wasn't, was he, that? wasn't he also... Um, he was in the first Iron Man as... What? As Rhodey before they cast um, Don Cheadle. Much better. Isn't he also now Lucius Lyon on Empire? Is this um, the same guy? Am I confusing two people? I think, oh, I definitely think you are. Okay. I'm confusing two different people. What was Cuba Gooding Jr. in? He was in radio, right? 
Yeah, he was. He yeah. Was. Oh, and he was OJ in the American Crime Story. I like this right now. I just looked this up real quick. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about people who played things, and I'm trying to loop us back to FDR. Okay, yeah, that's probably good. This isn't a Cuba Gooding Jr. podcast. I want you to name famous actors that you think have played FDR in movies or specials. I can't even, I can't even name, can you give me the years that these specials and movies came out? Okay, I will give you, how about this, I will give you another movie this person was in, and then you <laughs> okay. can tell me I like that. what it is. Okay, ready? I like that. Original Ghostbusters. Bill Murray. Correct. What? Really? Yeah. See, I never would have guessed that without the clue. Okay. Okay. This one's going to be a little bit harder. Okay. Spy Kids. (laughs) Um, Antonio Banderas. (laughs) No, um, Alan Cummings. I don't know who that is. He was in the, the, it's a movie called Reefer Madness, and it's about, like, the the terrible offset of taking marijuana, and he is FDR, and he actually comes in and, like, like, helps this guy not get, um, the electric chair because he smoked marijuana once. Wow, that's some harsh punishment. Yikes. Okay, are there more? This is fun. There are, but I don't know any other movies these people are trying to... Do you know the actors? I know this You've guy. heard of them? Oh, this guy. Oh, Harry Potter and the one where they're in the Chamber of Secrets are Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> I'm gonna guess the guy who played Lockhart. Yeah. I don't know his Kenneth name in real life. Brana. <laughs> the one with the jersey. <laughs> good, good. Alright, I'll try this last one. I have to really quick see what other movies he's in. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, okay, okay. Um, for this one, I'm going to say um, National Treasure. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, I wish. Um, John Voight, he played the father of Nicholas Cage. Oh, okay, he's also, isn't he, wait, he I don't want to get... He was FDR in Pearl Harbor. Isn't he, um, related to Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Is that her dad? I've, I've said so many inaccuracies, God, <laughs> God forbid Yoda M is listening to this podcast, because... No, he stopped, he stopped listening. I think, I want to, I want to get to his Wikipedia page, I think... He has some connection to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, her d- he's the father of Angelina Jolie. I got that one right. Yeah. Okay. okay We're good. Hey. <laughs> I don't want Yoda M all up on my shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary time. All right. That was fun. That yeah. was a good bit. I made that up on the spot. That was some good improv. Yes, and? <laughs> yes, and just keep going. That was great. Okay. What I else you got? I got a really hard call back to when you were talking about the length of his term. Yeah. And how George Washington didn't want him to be a king, correct? Like, they didn't want the president to yeah. be treated like a monarchy. Right. Did you know that um, King George the whatever Ford? Roman numerals mean? Is it? Yes, it's the Yeah, Ford. V.I.? He became the first reigning British monarch to visit the United States. This is great. I have a follow-up to this. Okay, because I have the menu that they ate at Wait, this better not be... Okay, listener, I'm going to let you... I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain here. Melissa and I try not to talk about things prior to the podcast because we want organic reactions. But yesterday, while I was doing my research, I mentioned something about about my FDR research because I was giggling about 
Queen Elizabeth and King George and FDR bringing them on a picnic, and I mentioned the food item. <laughs> and I feel like then later you were almost... I totally forgot. I had this bit. Okay, I want to All right, you, go I ahead. Want, no, I want you to do nope, it. No, you no. do it. You do it. You stole it. It's rightfully yours. I I lost it. It's gone. This will be really bad for the listener if someone doesn't pick up the baton that I've dropped. I'm not picking it up. I'm leaving it there. We're going to lose this race. We're going to lose a lot of listeners. The listener wants to know. Here. Go ahead. How about you finish my sentence? That way we both contribute to this. (laughs) At the picnic, they ate... Hot dogs! (laughs) (laughs) There, we did it. But actually, so for the menu, I have the official like transcript from it. They have hot dogs on the menu, but in parentheses, if the weather permits. Wait, why, why hot dogs weather permitting? <laughs> Everything what? else is not permitting. <laughs> what else weather? is on the menu? <laughs> on the weather, so there's Virginia ham. Hot dogs, if the weather permits. So the ham, rain or shine. <laughs> yep. Smoked turkey, doesn't matter. Rain or shine. Cranberry jelly, a green salad, rolls. Strawberry shortcake and then coffee, beer, and soft drinks. Um, that's so weird. Was it maybe because they were gonna cook them at the picnic, and everything else was pre-cooked? And yeah, I feel like yeah, maybe the hot dogs were being cooked outside. They were gonna grill, have a grill out. Maybe is a more apt word for this picnic. That's yeah. interesting. Weather permitting. Here's the weird thing, though. You had that they came to America. I had that he he went to Great Britain, and he was the first president to do so. I just have okay in June of 1939. Yeah, I have that too. Became the first reigning British monarch to visit the United States. The trip featured all the staples of a royal visit, a sightseeing tour to Washington, a formal state dinner, and a big bash at the British Embassy. That's so weird. My my source said the opposite. Because I think Hyde Park is in London. Yeah, it said he, my source said he was the, because he was the first sitting president, no pun intended, to fly in an airplane. And I think this was the trip where that occurred. Hmm. I, I don't like that you ignored my really off-color joke. I thought that would have more shock value oh, sorry. to it. I was just, like, laughing in my head about how you're, like, my source. And I'm just, like, I'm just picturing us, like, meeting people and, like, parking, I did. That's what guys. I do. I'm telling you. I do. I get. I'm boots on the ground. I know. Maybe yeah. not so deep throat as you're suggesting in a parking garage. But, like, I, I interview people. I, I go you just, like, walking around with, like, a cigarette. Like, just, like, bless a scoop. <laughs> Okay. Um, that's close. Yeah, I'm wearing a fedora that has like a ticket in the side for some reason. And you, got, and you got like uh, one of those like radio dial like uh, yeah. Morning is that? Morning is that? I'm gonna blow this story wide open. It was a. But it happened in Britain. It happened in the United States. <laughs> See, I got a deadline for this, and I gotta get it right. <laughs> that's how it happens. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, my so my sources say. <laughs> Well, my sources. Google. <laughs> no, was wrong. No, no. Don't. Do not. We're going to get sued for libel, okay? Google didn't tell you this. Google is a search engine that you use to find a source That's that right. gave you the wrong information. Google, don't sue us. We don't think that you gave us this information. You simply serve up the websites, and Melissa has wrongly accused you of this crime. Forgive me, Google. <laughs> Skip was wrong. 
okay, now, now you've gotten like a bit Australian. <laughs> Not so much 1940s reporter. Right, it. <laughs> More newsies. More newsies. Um, Gotta sell those bikes. All right. Well, listener, feel free to write in if you caught my really off-color joke. I missed it. I yeah, missed you it. missed it, but hopefully the listener didn't, and we didn't get any mail this week, so it would be great to get some mail next week. Yeah. So I'm sure there will be a lot of people who are upset about that. I just have some, like, funny things that, like, Let's hear them. just random. Um, according to his wife, Eleanor, he was so busy when he was president that um, his sons had to make appointments. Oh, sorry. He was so busy as president that his sons had to make, like, appointments to meet, talk to their dad. It's gutless. <laughs> That's really rude. It's like, oh, have you penciled in for 11 o'clock? You walk in. Oh, what do you need? Oh, I did really well in the ball game today. That's great. Get out. (laughs) If you don't have any stamps, I don't have the time. (laughs) Did you bring me those stamps? See, their sons, if they knew the way to their father's heart, they'd be like, I don't have an appointment, but I've got the latest book of stamps. And they'd be like, come in, come in. The secretary is just like, I'm sorry, your dad's all booked up today. And they're like, sliding across the table. Like, I don't think he's booked. (laughs) What What if a couple of... Flags asked him. <laughs> She's like, he's got plenty of flags. It's the most used stamp in the United States. Oh, damn it. Come back with something of value. <laughs> um, that's sad. That's really sad. I didn't get anything about his kids. How many kids did he have? I have no idea. That's all I had. So he at least had two sons. At least had, yeah, a multiple of sons. <laughs> a multiple? Anywhere from two plus sons. <laughs> I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think he just had, I think he had three sons. I know he at least had, he had one where Franklin was the middle name, then he actually had Franklin Jr. Because I remember thinking that that was weird. um, Eleanor Roosevelt, Eleanor was her middle name. It wasn't her first name. Oh, I was like, she was Eleanor Eleanor Roosevelt. Her first name was Anna. So she was Anna Anna Eleanor Eleanor Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah, that makes sense. Or Anner, as I like to say. Anner. Um, that was, that was funny to me because I was like, she was Eleanor, Eleanor, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. <laughs> she married in the family. <laughs> like, wow, that's like a Tourette's-y name. <laughs> I guess, and while we're talking about names, we've been sort of talking about nicknames. She had the worst nickname growing up. <laughs> so her mom just like found her like very like old fashioned and like serious. So she called her granny. What? Her daughter. She got her daughter, grandma? Grand, like, granny, but yeah, like... That's hilarious. That's <laughs> that's a solid chirp by Eleanor's mom. Like, that's super funny. Oh my gosh, speaking of chirps, yeah. we can do presidential diss. All right, let's get it. Now, this one's a little weird. Um, I, when I normally research this, it's really hard to read a lot of speeches and find something in it that seems like a diss. So I usually rely on finding it online and finding someone who tells me that what was said was a diss at the time. What I kept seeing show up, I do not get. And <laughs> I've looked it up a million times, like, someone explain the meaning of this, like, explain this to me. But I'm hoping maybe, Lauren, this, it will make sense to you and you can try in some way. All right. So FDR called Herbert Hoover, you know, our friend, mm-hmm. the parted hair down the middle. Um, he <laughs> called him a chameleon on plaid. A chameleon on plaid. And everyone online was like, ooh, what a diss. And I'm like, what? Okay, so chameleons change their skin 
to match the background of whatever they are. And plaid has multiple colors and many different shapes. So I think what he is saying is that he's like really two faced and like he changes. Call him a chameleon. Like you are a chameleon. You change on what you're on. Like I guess maybe the plaid thing isn't as important, but I was like, what's the meaning of plaid? I I I I don't know. This is pure conjecture. No, and that's all where you have this one because I've literally searched. Chameleon and plaid meaning, and nothing comes up. It's not, um... Except someone called Hillary Clinton a chameleon and plaid, too. And I was really? Like, what is this diss? I what does this mean? You know what it reminds me of is, what? so there was one time I went to Jingle Ball, um, a famous concert here in Minneapolis that has many different artists perform at this concert, and, um... What's her name? There was a, um... There was an artist, a woman, I don't really, I was too old to be at Jingle Ball, I didn't really know if the pop culture of the day, I want to say, is Becky G a person? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, whatever. So there's this, there's this pop culture gal up on stage, and she's got like a really big gap tooth, and my friend thought it would be funny. Jesse J. Is it Jesse J? Jesse J. Um, Becky G. I don't know. The Beatles. <laughs> Ringo Starr. Um, I don't know. So, yes, okay. So my friend thought it would be funny to tweet that famous Mean Girls line that's like, it's not your fault you're so gap-toothed. Okay, Jessie J's following, like, got up on her shit. Like, immediately all these 13-year-olds just start hate-tweeting um, my friend. And they're just like, how dare you? Like, she's so talented. She's my hero. And a lot of these insults, a lot of people tweeting her, tweeted a frog emoji and a coffee emoji and we were like what does this mean and we were googling it we couldn't find anything we were like is this an insult like what does this mean frog face coffee emoji i've never felt older i didn't know who this person was i don't know what these insults are ribbit ribbit coffee (laughs) it's weird right so i think that that's the modern day Chameleon on plaid? Yeah. It's a coffee emoji. I just think maybe every couple decades or so, there's just some insults. Insult you just don't get. Yeah, if you're, like, not with the times, you don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, like, you go up to someone's shoes, and you're like, what are those? Like, I never got that for a while. Okay, this is great. One thing that I saw, and this is me, I'm just jumping around at this point. Like a frog on coffee. Hey. Is this? Is that what it was? Jumping to conclusions? <laughs> Alright. Um, you actually have something in common with Eleanor. Slightly. You're twins? No. We don't have senses of smell? No. She actually, the happiest day of her life is when she made her private school's field hockey team. And I know you played lacrosse, and those aren't similar, but those in my mind, sports. I thought they were. What? They're two sports that I don't understand the difference between. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you played soccer, and she played field hockey. So, like, you have that what? in common. What is field hockey to lacrosse? Because isn't lacrosse like hockey, but you were running? Up no. No? Okay. <laughs> Cross. You have six, the ball is in the there. air. But field hockey is on the ground? In the grass? How do you get it out of the grass? I didn't play field hockey, so I don't know. <laughs> They're different sports. 
Um, yeah, no, we don't have that in common. Um, anything else Eleanor and oh, I don't have yeah. in common? <laughs> Like her and her husband, those two things are not related. Well, another thing I think you have in common with her is you both went flying with Amelia Earhart, right? <laughs> Wait, didn't she actually? She actually did. Okay, that's really cool. Assuming the time she, Amelia didn't get lost, <laughs> she wasn't there for that one. Yeah, and she actually they were really good friends. And years later, um, kind of stealing your last words a bit. But when asked what they think when Amelia Earhart unexpectedly went missing. It's field hockey. Oh. It's played on AstroTurf. Oh, crazy. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I learned something new today. Anyway. <laughs> um, years later, or after Amelia Earhart gone missing, Roosevelt had told the press, I'm sure Amelia's last words were, I have no, I have no regrets. No regrets. That's what Amelia Earhart said? No, that's what Eleanor Roosevelt said that she thought that... <laughs> Amelia Hart's last words were. So she's, she's going down. She's going down. She's like, no, they're <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is really cool. You know what? Those are, mark my words, those are going to be my last words. <laughs> no, those are going to be my last words for your last words when I get interviewed. What were Lauren's last words? Probably no, no regrets. regrets. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's conjecture, but if I knew what she was. Um, um, if I were Amelia, if I were to predict what Amelia's last words were, I would guess, like, shit! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Something probably terrifying, yes. not, but if she was, like, really badass, maybe she was just like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, That's I awesome. mean, jumping into sort of my, like, scandal, though, is there was a lot of sort of rumors at the time about Eleanor Roosevelt about her being queer and just like almost like possibly being a lesbian. Okay. Do you hear about this? No. Hear about it? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it hasn't been backed up by a lot of historians because they just say she had a really warm nature and like she was loving and kind to everyone. But um, there's some letters. I'm very good at finding letters. Love a good letter. I, I feel like I can Did you collect the envelopes, see what the stamps were? <laughs> I feel like I can trust the handwritten word. But um, she had a friend that she, um, it was Lorena Hickok, who was actually a publicly out lesbian at the time. Wow. And she, like, Progressive. Yeah, and she like remained friends with her. So, of course, like people that had problems with that would be like, oh, if you're friends with a lesbian, you are a lesbian. Sure. But she like lovingly called her Hick, too, which I feel like with all these nicknames that are floating around in this episode. I would say it's called Hick. Hick. I guess her last name is Hick. Cock. But. <laughs> Better than cock. You know, <laughs> if you're going to choose a portion of the last name, I guess a Hick is the, is the portion. But I will read a letter that I have that was sent from Eleanor to Hick, and you guys can jump to your own conclusion. <laughs> like a frog on coffee. Like a frog on coffee. Drink. I don't know why, but you should. Alright, so Hick, my dearest. I cannot go to bed tonight without a word to you. I feel as little as though a part of me was leaving tonight. You've grown so much to be a part of my life that it is empty without you. I wish I could lie down beside you tonight and take you in my arms. I have been trying to bring back your face to remember how you look. Funny how you and the dearest face will fade away in time. Funny how you and the dearest face will fade away in time. Most clearly, I remember your eyes with a kind of teasing smile on them and the feeling of your soft spot just northeast of the corner of your mouth against my lips. What? So. 
Why? Okay, here's maybe I'm I'm choosing the wrong part of this to um, fixate on, but why is just the corner of her mouth on her lips? That sounds like they're yeah, kissing yeah, on the yeah. cheek. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the thing too. It's like, so it's not lesbian. No, that's what a lot of historians don't think it is like a lesbian yeah. relationship. But people who look for scandal are like, whoa. Well, why not focus on the scandal that FDR was cheating on Eleanor? <gasps> Do you got the deets? I got some of the deets. I didn't write them down, so this is purely from memory. So Yoda oh. M, please go easy on me. Um. So Lucy was her name, oh, <laughs> and um, he was having an affair with her and Eleanor found out and he was like, please don't leave me because um, like his mom was like, you can't be a divorced president, that's so much scandal, like yeah. we don't believe in divorce, like just cut things off with Lucy and he was like, okay, I cut them off, I'm done. But he was, like, she would still find letters and they even saw each other once after... He said that he wouldn't see her anymore. And then she was even there when he died. She was there on his deathbed. And Eleanor, like, came out publicly and was like, yeah, I'm really salty that his mistress was there. And, like, she wasn't What was there. her last name? I want to see what she looks Lucy's like. Lucy's last name? Yeah. I don't know. Just Lucy. Google FDR yeah. Lucy. Because, I mean, Eleanor, like, she was awesome. She did a lot of great things for, like, minorities and women while she was the first lady. Yeah. I would not say she was the most good-looking I would call her buxom. She perhaps. was not buxom. Okay. But like, so I'm just, I just want to compare. Is it Lucy Ruthifer? I don't know. Oh, best photo. <laughs> I found a photo of FDR sitting in the middle and Lucy and Eleanor on either side. Oh my god, it's like the opening of that 70s show, like season two, where Kelso's in the middle of Jackie and Lori. Oh, sorry, like the photo, photo is mislabeled. That is not her. Oh, because that would be something else <laughs> in the middle of his wife and his mistress while you do that um okay, sorry speaking of you know eleanor doing great things for women fdr had the first woman elected official in the white house <gasps> no way yeah they were like real good pals so that's cool oh my gosh she looks so fun lucy Okay, listener, again, this is a, a radio medium, so the picture should be described. The reason she said she looks fun is because she's in a giant floppy hat, and she's <laughs> grinning ear to ear. So it just, it screams good times. I totally get it. But I also, like, Eleanor was so smart. Like, don't, don't cheat, guys. Stop it. Yeah, especially if your wife is smart. But I feel like Eleanor was also really busy, because, you know, she starred in, like, a thousand different commercials during her time as First Lady. I did not know this. Do you have the brands? I've got products. Yes, good. So, um, you know what? I'm going to do another fun bit. I'm going to name a product. You're going to tell me if you think she wasn't a commercial for this or if she wasn't. Okay. I think it will be rather easy to tell when you're looking at your screen. No, I'm not going to look at it at okay. all. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm going to look at it real quick. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Frito-Lays? No? Okay. Um... <laughs> Dawn soap? Oh, no, I've got the better thing. I'm just going to stare at my laptop this whole time so you don't know when I'm making something All right, up. good luck. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hair dye color. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm already so good at lying. Are you reading the ads around your screen? <laughs> the display banners? American Family Insurance. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no. Correct. Okay. Um, mattresses. <laughs> no. Yes. What? 
Was she just like laying on the mattress? Oyster Smoking one of those long cigarettes. Oyster ice cream. No, that sounds disgusting. Hey, doll, I liked it. I know, it sounds like you're maybe looking at other previous <laughs> notes so you can keep staring at your screen. I totally forgot to read what the name of this article was. It's like, why a first lady cashed in. Why she cashed in? <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Alright, um. Ketchup. No. Correct. Hot dogs. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> so that's why. There's a <laughs> That's why he brought them to the king and queen is because they had a vested interest in in Europe wanting hot dogs and then exporting that good to Great Britain. <laughs> Oh my God. I see through you. I see through you, Roosevelt's. Okay. Um, train travel. <laughs> no. Yes. How? What? Like what? What kind of? This is so weird to me that they choose a first lady to be like sitting on. Like, can you imagine Michelle Obama on the light rail? Like, <laughs> support Metro Transit. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, Marjorie. Yes. Yes. Correct. That was big at the time. It's called Good Luck Margarine. Because that was like a, a depression thing, right? Yeah. So, for going more deeply into this margarine commercial. <laughs> yes, let's unpack this. <laughs> Tell me more <laughs> about the margarine. This appearance on this commercial, actually, so she earned money doing it. And it was $35,000 at the time. Which she used to purchase 6,000 care packages for impoverished families. Wow. That's wonderful. So there you go. Advertising something Lauren and I know a lot. She was one of the first Instagram influencers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> to Instagram. Oh, not a good bit for radio to cheers like that. <laughs> um, This is a super long episode. Yeah, should we stop? Yeah. Okay. I don't think we have to stop, but I think we should do like we gotta do the president's words. final words and our final words. I like it. Do you have any final topics before we go on to... You know what? Um, I think I'm good. It's fine. He was a C student at Harvard, so... Yeah, he flunked out of law school, too. Well, like, he graduated, but he flunked a few classes. Yeah. And the only reason he, like, got into law practice and everything is because of all his connections and his family. And, like, that's how he got into politics. He was, like, a real spoiled brat, is, yeah. like, the, the idea that I get from, from Frank. FDR. Delanor. Delanor. Okay. His last words, these are really sad. I realize the last words bit is really only fun um, for, like, the older presidents who, like, were dying for months on end and, like, just said, like, really poetic things and someone with, like, a quill was, like, <laughs> and the more recent presidents are like, oh, you, you said that because you were rapidly dying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, FDR is one of those bummer ones. He, his last words were, I have a terrific pain in the back of my neck. And then minutes later, he died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Ugh. So that's kind of sad. So because I don't like to end on these downers, I found um, a much cooler quote that I think okay. he would have saved for his deathbed had he been president during, like, the quill-writing, inspirational, oh, out-of-the-part-of-history days. So during a really famous speech at his 1932 Portland speech, he said... I ask you to judge me by the enemies I've made. I think that was a really cool thing to say, and that that's what he should have said on his deathbed, like Seriously. right before you go out in Amelia Earhart, like no regrets type. <laughs> to 
type of thing. Just be like, judge me by my enemies. And then like, that would be cool. So that pretty much brings that to a wrap. Can you get the wheel out? Well, or do I have to do it this time? Um, no, I'll, get, I'll grab it. And uh, you know what? I'm going to spin it. All right, cool. All right ready? Okay. And... Um, the wheel tends to be really loud in our headphones sometimes, so I was, as I was taking off my headphones, I was gesturing that you should do the same, as I've done in every single of the ten episodes. Okay, I'm... There it is. You said right. we've done this person already, so we might need to respin. Okay. Have you done Zachary Taylor? No, we we've haven't. We've done Tyler, not Taylor. Yes, we've done Tyler, not Taylor, and this is great. This is a relative of Roosevelt, it's a relative of Madison. Just looking at him, he looks like a bullfrog man. So, I'm intrigued. Great. Good. I'm glad about that. Um, Zachary Taylor, what number president was he? 12. So, we're going back. Going back. Maybe we have some happier last words. All right. Neato. Well. Cheers to America and call this episode long and. And complete. And complete. Okay. God bless Bless America. Cheers to cousin lovers. All <laughs> oh, your cousin lovers out there. This one's, this one's for you. <laughs> All you cousin lovers out there. You got Melissa and Lauren on the ones and twos playing some smooth <laughs> jazz. We're going to play all through the next hour. Here we go. <laughs>